This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. saved we are happening and it's happening oh it's happening well what's up good listeners thank you for joining us again i hope or for the first time again for the first time at the vertical watering hole i'm sarah i'm one of your hosts and this is a comfort podcast about it's called sg fun it's about stargate sg1 which is i never thought this would happen no one could have predicted it, but the show that is keeping me from canceling Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yep. You're here. <laughs> and I'm Tori, and I'm in the same boat. I don't think I've listened to, watched anything else on Netflix for about a year now, actually. <laughs> oh, you should watch Big Mouth. Oh, 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 I, I've seen I've seen that. But that was like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, there's more seasons. There's more seasons. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But why isn't it showing me that? It's showing yeah, me a I, bunch of shit. Yeah. Because it, cause it's Netflix and they are doing something else with your five more dollars and no password sharing. So. <laughs> Paying off their debts is what they're yeah. doing. Uh, but no, this is, a, this is a comfort podcast, as Sarah said. We started in the pandemic and we're continuing through the pandemic and we're here and, I, and I'm comforted uh, yeah, right same. now as we, yeah. as we speak. Yeah, so this is a comforting experience for us just to get together once we can do this and hope that that translates out do the podcast vibes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Something. Be, That's something. Be comforted podcast with vibes. us. Mm-hmm. The ripple through the podcast. Vibes. We're, ch- we're chilling Thank at you. the vertical watering hole. We're, and we're not, yeah, we're just having a picnic. No fishing. What did, we, no fishing. what did we watch this week? Oh, man. We watched season three, episode five, Learning Curve. Curve. All right. I mean, pretty good. Pretty good title. It's pretty good. I think it's all right. I, I but I as I watched it, I, I was like, "Oh, Benjamin Button joins the cast of SG One." <laughs> or season three, episode five, Tilk is the only person that knows how to respectfully talk to kids. <laughs> yeah, or true. finally, and mostly apt, okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. I like that one too. I have. I have a couple, not a lot. I crossed a lot of mine out. I thought instead of, <laughs> instead of acknowledging that some of mine were duds and then just going through them rapid fire so nobody would notice the bad ones, I thought I would just cross them out this time. So I've got season three, episode five, Learning Curve, or if Falcons were even bigger dickheads. <laughs> season three, episode five, Learning Curve, or Desperate Father Figure Jack takes things one step further. <laughs> Daniel, fix your face. That's what I got. Fix, fix, fix your, fix your head wrap. Nah, fix your face, because he he is not got a poker face when, when people from other cultures are telling them their whole their whole thing. Oh, he is just like I'm like, fix your face, dude. They can see you. Well, yeah, and he's all like dirty in this episode because he's been doing work. Yeah, his 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 completely. His his side plot, which has literally no stakes whatsoever, <laughs> right? But he's working hard, apparently. 
Right, because he's got dirt on him. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not on his head, because he's he's rocking the rag look this episode. Okay, uh, directed by Martin Wood, um, who gave us such hits as Gameskeeper and Solitudes. But Martin Wood also did direct Matter of Time, which is my current favorite episode. Uh, the, uh, the, the Black Hole... Oh, uh, I like that. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, the yeah. one will Yeah, that's my favorite one too. Yeah. Um and then written by Heather Ash. Uh and uh it's her first episode. She goes on to write a uh, few others, I think about 10 or 12 other episodes. I have a feeling Heather Ash might be a big Star Trek fan but really think the prime prime directive is a bunch of bullshit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what I'm guess what I'm getting. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, Tori, if we had a sudden need for artificial tension and an emergency and only had 24 hours to describe this episode, which one of us would be doing that this week? Oh, well, uh, uh, no. uh, Yeah, this week, my job is to press the button. And when I do that now, oh, there we go. Let everybody else know in the the multiverse what's going on. Um, And you, Sarah, have 24 seconds to summarize this week's episode. Are you okay. ready for the emergency? <laughs> I think so. I'll never be ready for an emergency. All right, all right, kids, pack your bags. Oh, you're already packed. You're you're much more you're much more sm- you're smarter than all of us right now. Uh, you ready to go? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Father Figure Jack is like still desperate to connect with kids. So this episode, he fucking kidnaps somebody. Then he brings her to creep out around some. He just just walks up to an elementary school playground right at recess time, which he has clocked in. Like he didn't even have a kid that goes there. So that happened, and that was kind of creepy and weird. And somehow he didn't still isn't in the stockade by the end. And I that's. I mean that is the span that does span the whole episode. I mean that is yeah. I mean that is that that's the heart of the episode right there. It is. That's the it is. that's the gallbladder of the episode. Oh, I um, think I I realized what the part I should have said. And then I would have felt that it was complete. But I didn't get there, so <laughs> so oh well. We'll have to get there later. Oh well, no, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. As as all our listeners know, we uh, we dive deep. We we dig deep. We're archaeologists. Mm-hmm. We will beat this horse until it is dead, come back to life, and dies again. And hopefully you fall asleep to it after 10 minutes or so. (laughs) And our words reverberate in your unconsciousness. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get in. Let's get into this. Well, the first thing I want to say is I thought you would appreciate that. I appreciated that in the cold open that you had a great use of the movie score. Oh, oh. You just yeah. had it playing kind of softly playing us in. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. No, I I liked it. There, there, yeah, there was like this like wide panning shot of like uh, a gates, the gate somewhere. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And there's uh, there's some children. Yep. Uh, wearing wearing bizarre little funny <laughs> old man night night hats, sleep hats, <laughs> like Ebenezer Scrooge sleep hats. And in the middle of them is Daniel, who's telling him to do shit. And he's busy. He's he's doing his thing. He's 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 clacking rocks. Uh, no, got no problem with child labor. Uh, no, 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 no. He he he. he this uh, a hand in a in a in the most snug of gloves. Like he this he's in heaven right now. 
he's like, this is fantastic because see the kids, the kids you want doing the work because they got the small hands. <laughs> they got the tiniest hands. It's, I think what Daniel's thinking. So they'll break less, less stuff. He doesn't start caring about the kids doing shit until, until he notices other people care. Oh my God, that's true. And, and he was probably this entire time sort of being like, oh man, yeah, they're, they're great for all, all the, all the normal reasons for child labor, but they also like understand mm-hmm. things really well. Do go do this Zoltar, go do this. Yeah. Yeah. He has no these problem. Like, with these this. are like eight year old laborers who have been to graduate school. This is amazing. <laughs> and, and well, so the gate opens up. Teal rolls, rolls in. O'Neill staggers out of that gate. Like either he's fucking drunk or they're trying to remind us. Oh yeah. The gate travels hard. Cause they've just been sauntering through that gate for episodes. Well, he's getting a little older, you know, the, 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 the Vita in his ears is like going weird. He can't ride roller coasters anymore. You know, he's got to wear those little wristbands with the little white pressure point beads. <laughs> help Do those again. work? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to test those out next time I go to the fair. Yeah, they were for motion sickness. All anyway. right. All right. Well, yeah, they roll in and that's O'Neill's first line, which is so it's so O'Neill. Uh, you know, he's just like child labor laws, Daniel, you know, yeah. <laughs> So Daniel's like, oh, shit. Now I got to fucking get invested in this. <laughs> like, not the way I want to. And I was thinking like, damn, these are the, this is the happiest looking child I've ever fucking seen. Jesus Christ, those kids look miserable. And Daniel's still just like, la, 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 until Jack is like, dude. But uh, so but we see our first uh, adult that, that's on this planet, uh, this dude named Kalen who rolls in with this uh, 11-year-old girl named Marin, and she's holding this crazy-ass box. It looks like a Borg rectangle. It's it's straight up. It, that That's Borg design. Yeah. That's copyright. It's, Borg, te- it's Borg, Borg technology. Jesus. You got to be really fucking careful with that. She's got nano sites, too. Wow. Wow. This is super oh, Borgy. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh. Is that a Borg thing? I, I yeah, didn't, that's, I didn't they, know. Yeah, they inject. Um, one of the things they do is they inject like nano nanos in you. Mm. But no, they're, they're here to exchange something. So they brought this box and like, here, you get it. You, you want to look at some sweet Nakwita tech? We got this. Right. But you can only look at it for as long as Marin is here. <laughs> yeah. So you, we're not going to, this isn't a library. This oh, is like yeah. a, yeah. this is like a old text room. You can only do this under supervision for some reason. Well, and they want, and they want some, they just want information. They just want yeah, information just want, about whatever, really. They're like, oh, Tilk knows a bunch of stuff about the go at wolf. That's dope. Come tell us about that. Yeah. So as long, so as long as he's here, the box is there, but if he leaves, you got to bring the box back. You know, like we got your, we got your driver's license. You can't, <laughs> you're going to have to call the next day if you leave it you know, and have to go through that whole rigmarole. The reason Daniel's there, like what they're getting out of Daniel is information because Daniel's excavating and doing all this research. It all happens to be, it's really convenient. The research site is at the gate. Oh yeah. Like all the research they need to figure out this planet is right at the gate. So that's a Moz, but (laughs) he has, 
he has, we don't know this yet, but it's, I think it's worth noting that at this moment, the information they have from Daniel is that they are Aztec. Yes. These fucking Finnish looking motherfuckers yes. are Aztecs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh okay. my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do I blame Daniel or do I blame the casting agent or do I blame the writer? Like, who do I blame for? <laughs> well, I, I would say don't blame Daniel because all he's looking at is the fucking chunks of stone that he's taken from like straight up underneath the dial home device like that. Is like, he not looking at that freckle, that kid's freckly Irish little face? You no, know he's not. <laughs> like, no, that's right. Because <laughs> he didn't notice he had child child labor going on. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, yeah, they make the exchange. Tilk stays there while O'Neill and uh, Marin go back to the gate, back to the base. Right. Where they had been Hammond and Carter had been talking about like, hey, um, these guys could be really important allies. So that was just a little chat thrown in there. So we know that there's stakes involved with with how well we get along with these these people. I think they're I think they're called ovarians. Oh, <laughs> like I literally couldn't. I I was like, I think they're called ovarians. I wrote it down that way. Well, well, the planet's name is Orbon. So, uh, oh, ovarians. I see. We, well, we also learned that, like, like Carter's like, yeah, like you know, they accomplished in like a decade what we'd done in like centuries. Like they're 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 doing something right, basically. Is what right. She's they're at. not. They're not as advanced as the Goa'uld, but they're more advanced than we are. We got to get their tech. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. they, yeah. So Jack brings Marin back with the little Borg rectangle to give to Sam. And, but uh, Dr. Frazier is going to be in there soon because they're like first to the infirmary. Uh, uh, young young lady we've met you we've shook hands with you we've rode in an elevator for you with you but we gotta right. we gotta see if you are contagious with anything so right uh <laughs> first things first off to the infirmary i do like there's a little exchange on the way to the infirmary where she's talking about she's all like science 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 stuff jack doesn't understand science 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 and jack goes how old are you and i don't know she gets she says how old she is like nine and then she goes, how old are you? And he's like, what a question to ask. He's and it's then like, he was like, so he was like, so I understand you're an expert at <laughs> whatever reactor technology. Is he ashamed of his age? What's going on here? No, I think he just was. But she really put him in his place. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, and, and Carter is psyched. She is yeah. so excited. She's like, this is amazing. And now, and she's, she gets over really quickly when she gets through the gate. Um, um, Kaylin is with them. And then Kaylin's like, goodbye. And she's like, wait, I thought you were going to show me how this reactor works. And he goes, I don't know how it works. That's why she's here, this child. And uh, Carter's so excited. She's like, yeah, okay, sure. Great. Come on. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's go. Let's thank, go to the thank infirmary. Thank you, weird adult. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so we see Dr. Frazier trying to, to dis- decide if there's anything physically wrong with her. And she's drawing her blood. And speaking of Teal being the only one who speaks to children respectfully, she's like, you're being very brave. Oh, yeah. And I honestly, 
but I wrote this down and this is not a joke. This is true. Uh, that is still how they talk to me when I get my blood drawn. <laughs> okay. Well, so then I, <laughs> cause I make such so a is big this life. ageism. Is this misogyny? Like, what is this? No, they do it to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, you have one of the lay down bloodletting beds. <laughs> yes, please. I would prefer that to sitting. I just want to mention real quick, just quickly back at Orban. Tilk is helping out Daniel with his bullshit before Kalen brings a young boy named Tommen over. And he's like, mm. all right, he's here. Tilk, tell him, tell him all the stuff. And, and Daniel's like, wait, what are you talking? Wait, uh, this, this little boy, Zarin was helping me for a while. Why don't you, he, he was cool. Why don't you ask him? Oh, he graduated. Oh, to the what? To the ovarium. <laughs> yeah. He's been through his ovarium, so. Oh, no, no, like, no. Oh. Actually, no, no. It, it was it was a it was a girl that was helping him out. And they were like oh, to right. her ovarium. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Puberty. She graduated. Yeah. She's gone. <laughs> this is when this is when our um, forced breeding starts. Uh, but, you know, Teal, he's like, he's like, yeah. All right. I don't care. C- come with me, young boy. Let's talk. You yeah, Till's like, I didn't meet that other kid. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you. I'll tell you. Might as well tell you. I I had no skin in that game. And Daniel rolls it off too because they is like, yeah, graduating. It's sort of like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, other kids, come over here. <laughs> Move yeah. these piles of rocks. Thank you. Yeah. And then and then back in the mountain, um, Jack for some reason is in the room. I think because he, he's dying to bond with kids. So Sam and Marin are like working, trying to work. And Jack is also there and in in engaging with him because he wants, he's like, so what do you do? You don't have fun. Like what's your deal and all this stuff. And then um, Marin says to Jack, so you're not a scientist. And Jack is like, no. And she goes, so you're not as smart as Major Carter and Dr. Frazier. (laughs) And I have two takes on this points to the show for attempting to do a feminism points deducted for forwarding the idea that Dr. Ben Carson brain surgeon is smarter than I am. (laughs) He has some very deft technical skills and capabilities. He, he is otherwise not smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's sort of, well, no, O'Neill doesn't pull that track. He's like, well, while they were doing school, I was, I was having fun. I was doing keggers yeah. and using my college years for something totally different. So, but she's like fun. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. What is that? So well, he's very worried about this because you know, he likes to give kids dogs and take them to parks and art class and all kinds of shit again yeah he has he has he has a a child-shaped hole in his soul yep you know yeah uh but yeah but but, uh maron's not having any of it she's like you know i'm just here to teach major carter that's all I'm. yeah now that i know what teaches now that they've explained teach to me because there's a whole thing where they were like what is teach and Carter's just like, yeah, sounds fun to me. Here we go. What a geek. She. This is her best episode. I'm gonna say it right now. She's my yeah. This is oh, her favorite too. episode. Wait, let me checks notes because I'm pretty sure. Checks notes. Checks notes. Yep, Carter's my yeah. I mean, <laughs> verified. She has a lot of fun. 
So then we go back to the planet and we get some like green screen magic. It looks a lot like the planet where Tilt got zapped by that big gnarly DNA changing mm. bug. But it, but instead of white, everything is terracotta colored. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and and there's like a a large like pasted image of a pre Aztec pyramid <laughs> in the foreground. All right, there's that, there's that, which Daniel thought was an Aztec pyramid for a while. But he is he is just now getting excited. He's like, no, no. He's like, wait. The guy's like, I thought you said we were Aztecs. And he's like, no, I think you might be like pre-Aztecs. And I'm like, still, still, you're looking at Toman, the freckliest, freckled little white boy. <laughs> and all I've seen only blonde people on this planet. So that's a nice, that's a nice white, whitewashing of, uh, of like the, the good history that we, that we like about Mexico. Cause there was royalty. So they were, they must've been white folks. They built pyramids. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't create an angle in Egypt. So we'll do that here. Yeah. Right. Although, well, uh, and then meantime, meanwhile, uh, uh, Teal'c in the gate room is having a very non patronizing talk with Tommen. Like he's sitting Tommen. with them or Tommen. Whatever the fuck that ginger Aztec kid's name is. The ginger. Oh, my God. I just thought of a better. You just thought of a better title for this show. The ginger Aztec. But no, but but no, Tilk's, you know, Tilk's sitting there just listening to him talk, answering his questions. You know, I think it was a good contrast. Like, I think I think the, the writer was trying to say something with it. Right. Like you can, you can totally talk to children, like just uh, yeah. normal, normal, like, yeah, yeah. You can, you can totally do that. And Tilk's yeah, the one and then, that does it in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only one. I mean, Sam eventually does, but it's only because she forgets she's dealing with a kid because she's like science. Yeah. <laughs> but she does start out talking to her like, okay, child. And I suppose Daniel sort of does, but that's because he's using them for manual labor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is just bossing them around. He's like, this is great. I'm, I'm giant size compared to them. I've never felt tough before. <laughs> I can really push these little shits around. Oh man. Well, just a, a, a little bit later on Orban, Tillman is talking with Kalen and he's like, all right, I had that nice talk with Teal'c. It, I, I want to do the, my ovarium now. Yeah, the people need my info. Yeah, I can intuit is that he's going to they have a way of spreading the knowledge to everyone else or that that's what the very meant. Yeah, and I have seen this but forgot exactly how it went. So I thought they died like like Logan's run style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe they don't. Well, uh back at the base, Carter is uh having the time of her life in her yes. office with Marin just doing a bunch of bunch of just a bunch of crazy tech shit but she's also frustrated <laughs> well it's it, I, I was like is Marin not a great teacher or is carter a bad student like which, well obviously Marin's not a great <laughs> obviously carter's a good student because she knows how to tell Marin how to teach her the thing she's like you need to break it down like this 
And Marin's like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Why? So, so she ha- yeah. she has to like, and then Marin just starts like rolling off information. And Carter's like, no, 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 no. Don't do this to me again. Listen, just tell me this part of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, she asked Marin a really easy question, which is what is the outside? Um, what is the material on the outside of the reactor? And Marin is stumped. I understand like finding a way to say that Marin is stumped by having to break teaching into pieces. Mm. But if she is just a knowledge storage, like data, if she's just a walking encyclopedia or Wikipedia would be more, if she's just a walking Wikipedia, she fucking knows what she knows the answer to that question. That's not a confusing question. Nanitepedia? Nanitepedia. She's a walking nanitepedia and she knows the answer. To what is wrong she would know how to answer it <laughs> or yeah. what she's being asked to say <laughs> she but carter asked her like three times and she just gets more confounded looking each time oh man well uh their their uh their science experiment is interrupted by dr fraser who comes in and is like so apparently i have to do more tests per the new guidelines for the medical board because right. they, they say I'm never finding anything wrong with people, but apparently there always right. usually is something wrong with them. So they're telling me I got to do this. I've got that. I, I noted that she really goes the extra mile to find something physically wrong with Marin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm impressed. She's finally like, you know, I keep missing shit. <laughs> I keep saying there's nothing physically wrong with it's like it's like almost every episode. That's something's missing. Something's yeah. missing. <laughs> I'm going to try again. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Computer enhanced MRI, which I was like, oh, isn't that just MRI? <laughs> like, but yeah, isn't it? <laughs> well, whatever she's got. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. You know what? Because an MRI, maybe traditionally. Could it take pictures on like and print it to like big X-ray films mm, mm, mm. before? I mean, this was ninety nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is why now it's computer enhanced or computer. Yeah, because she it's connected to a computer. God, yeah. And it can run extra softwares on it. I'm sure the technology is advanced. I don't know the I don't know the history <laughs> of medical technology. I don't know if they even invented the MRI before fucking computers were regular. So yeah. Through this sweet technology, she does find something wrong with Marin, or well, something peculiar anyway. Little nanites in her bloodstream and her brain. Yeah. Which, like, hold the phone because, like, everybody shits their pants. They don't tell you why everyone should. I'm like, why are they so fucking freaked out about this? But they are like, suddenly they're freaked out about contagion everywhere lock down the base, test everyone for nanites. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I had forgotten. They take a long ass time to remind us that, that, that nanites were what were ha- was happening on that planet where O'Neill mm. had sex with that lady and then turned into an old man. He had sexually trained, but those were sexually transmitted nanites. nanites. It's not like, what, <laughs> STDN. What the fuck? Why are they worried? Nobody's <laughs> fucking this child. Oh my God. Hey, look. The implications of this concern are. <laughs> hey, look, no. Most upsetting. Most I, upsetting. Look, I most apl- upsetting. God damn it. I applaud Hammond. At, at least he's like, at least he's trying to, he's, he's like, it's a virus. It's a virus. It's a virus. Figure it out. You know, I was like, all right. They're slowly waking up to the fact. They're, 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 it's very slow. 
We might eventually see hazmat suits in season eight. <laughs> like, good for nope. him. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Again? <laughs> they don't even have like one of those like hazmat rooms where you get like where the super fan blows germs off you or whatever yeah, that the, is. The they Andromeda strain shit. They don't yeah, they don't even it. have a decam. They don't even have a silkwood shower or decontamination room of any kind. Anyways. Well, so they uh, talked to Marin about it and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no big deal. It's how all the the Euron are born. I guess apparently a like a kind of a special class of Orbanites. Yeah, I guess like everyone has them on or- Orban yeah. apparently, but everybody has a few nanites. Yeah, and they, ev- after every ovarianism, o- <laughs> obanicious. I don't know. After every graduation, everybody gets one nanite. From one new pre- nanite. One new nanite, but but they put millions into these babies. And that's, they grow up to be this thing, this Ubon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she, and yeah. So she, she's like, uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. And if they, they're at, they're in my bloodstream. No, it, it's fine. They're, they're harmless to you. Don't worry about it. And then she, and then she's sort of like, yeah, can we go, I can go back to Orban now. I think, I think we're, I think we're done here. So yeah, we're, we're, we're cutting back to the terracotta planet and um, Teal is awaiting Toman. Yeah. And they bring him this other fucking kid. And he's like, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not the same kid. Suddenly it was like, we're in the changeling. He's like, that's not my, that's not the fucking kid. And they're like, yeah, no, now you, now, now tell this kid all your stuff. And he's like, that doesn't make any motherfucking sense because I just told this other kid everything. And like, now I have to start over. I feel like, well, yeah, he's yeah. Like, they're he's like, like, no, no, we bonded. Like, yeah, yeah. Toman's chill. Daniel's like, they had a rapport. It does make more sense. And they're like, I told you he's not available. <laughs> and it's impossible. And Teal'c, like this, this look of like understanding crosses Teal'c's face and then rage. And then he is like, I would like to see Tobin immediately. Would I mean, yeah, like not knowing, not knowing where the episode is going. It's like, that's a weird fucking thing for anybody to say. It's like, oh yeah, that child can no is no longer available to yeah. for you to see. Meanwhile, it's the second time Daniel's heard this. And he's like, huh? Huh? All right. And Teal'c is like, whoa, what? That's some weird shit. I love Teal'c. He figures things out and gets shit done. Well, yeah. Da- Daniel's like literally hammering stone underneath the dial home device like right. he, he's he's doing his fucking stakeless c plot of like yeah. figuring out stuff which doesn't mean anything in the in the long yep. run because he'd like to tell these white people which um indigenous were you aztec um, american pre-Aztec? people yeah, Mayan? there <laughs> yep of, of the americas which uh civilization are you very very white people descended from and even on their end they'd be like okay yeah they're like never heard of it don't care thanks we're all white on this planet as you can see so we don't have a problem with that (laughs) call us whatever you want it doesn't doesn't (laughs) matter yeah in fact why are we making why are we making anything out of teal it's clear we're all we've never seen this before 
it's very clear everyone is white on this planet. Or this is just a creepy white cult in a weird white neighborhood. Oh, at yeah, which, yeah. At, at which I want to say they still haven't seen anyone like Teal'c. <laughs> Why aren't they acting like white people on Earth when they see a black person for the first fucking time? They're like, whoa. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Well, I suppose we should say that, like, yeah, like, like that was that was the boy Toman's whole thing was that they didn't know much about the Goa'uld, and I right. guess Daniel's stuff about the Goa, they they're like, oh yeah, like the it might have been the Goa'uld that stopped that civilization there, and like, and then they, they might come back, and so that's why Toman was like, oh, I should uh, disseminate this information mm-hmm. by our particular means uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, I need that. to graduate right away. Yeah, and and K and K, I, yeah, I got to publish my my paper as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, and K, so yeah, that's why Kalen's like, yeah, it had to be done. We 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 have to be prepared. And so yeah, I don't know. So I thought Tobin Toman was dead. Yeah, but then he's just a he's just like a veg. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's not looking good. It's pretty, it's pretty grim. And this is Kaylin's son, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Kaylin's just super cheery about it. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. They get great care. No, nope, no stimulation. No, what's teaching? Nope. They're all used up. So, you know, these kids, and I'm like, so there must be like, I don't know, 70 year old Ubons there, Urbans there. Yeah. And, um, Kalen or Daniel Jackson has a moment where he is suddenly like morally correct. And he says, Kalen, this is your son. Yeah. And I just want to say, Tori, and you're going to not believe I'm going to say this, but you know what? Daniel, Kalen, this is your son. Jackson looks very fucking good in that bandana thing he's got on. That's why when later you were like, take off that bandana, I was like, never take off that bandana. He actually looks fucking hot. I was, I was curious why you were silent while I was, I was, I was dunking on him. Uh, (laughs) I was like, uh, uh. (laughs) I decided like if I were to, he's all dirty. If I were were to invite Daniel Jackson into my boudoir, he would definitely have to leave the hat on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, not his other hat, this one, this bandana. Dirty yourself up a little bit. C- come in after six hours of work. Go ahead and shower. Oh, oh just put this sorry. fucking shower. bandana back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. H- hide that bad haircut. Yeah. We well, we learn a lot of information. Like we learn what yeah. the ovarium is. Is that the nanites yeah. are taken out of the kids and disseminated throughout the populace, and that's how this is their solution to the educational system problem. The whole thing that got me was that was the fact that like earlier it's they're, they're you know they're trying to talk to Kalen, and it's obvious it's quite obvious that he is neither able to answer their questions nor willing to, and and also uh, kind of insulted that they would even ask. And so I'm like, what are the adults in the society? Yeah, he was like, stop being such twat waffles. Yeah, asking me stuff. Ask her. Ew. <laughs> But also, even though I'm not an er, an Uban, I don't have any fun either. None of us have fun. For like reasons unknown, like we're sacrificing these fucking kids for nothing because none of us are having a good time. But apparently advancing very quickly. Because I feel like in a society like that, if you're going to sacrifice human beings to be like your little nanopedias, I feel like definitely 
you would, everybody else would be like planet Risa, just like frolicking around, having lots of decadent good times. Yeah. Because all the work would be yeah, segmented into, into those things. All the thinking would be, they would be like, we forgot how to think. I mean, maybe that's happening. We we don't see the rest of the city nor the planet. Because we, well, that's true. This, I, I kind of a theory. This is one weird, creepy little cult. Yeah, yeah. that 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 <laughs> gathers around the gate. K- Kalen's not partying. The rest of the planet's probably fucking fine. <laughs> they always, they always just find the fucking weirdos yeah. who put their villages next to the gate. Right, which is always a cult because they're like, oh, what's this weird thing to worship? Oh my god, have we have? have oh my god, have we just? Cross this T. Have, yes. have we figured it out? We have We've dotted the I. We figured out what's going on. Back at the base, Carter and Marin are having fun. Car- Carter's like, like, draw this thing. Can you draw this thing for me? I love that. And she's like, what's draw? I don't know how to draw. I've never drawn before. And so Carter explains drawing to her and she's like, oh, okay. Let me make you a hundred cross sections. So you can get a 3D idea of what this thing is, even though I've never drawn before ever. There's going to be shading. There's going to be perspective. It's fucking great. It's going to be perfect. I'm going to start with a ruler and look like I'm just making three long slashes on the paper. But when you see it, you'll see it looks like a little Star Trek Enterprise. There are no straight lines like the ones I was making with the ruler. That's true. Well, my my only takeaway was like, all right, so I guess they don't do arts and crafts in their nanite download. Apparently they do, but it was dormant nanites because nobody can draw like that who's never picked up a pencil and knows what a pencil in and tried to draw before. Because <laughs> um, like it's almost like cause what smart people don't draw because we, they also implied smart people don't music earlier. And I'm like, music is math. So what? No, it's true. But my, my, my only takeaway was I was like, all right, so this is STEM at its most logical conclusion. <laughs> oh. oh no. Is it its most logical conclusion? Like I, I was curious if Heather Ash was like saying something. It's it kind of like, cause it's obvious these kids are like very efficiency oriented, you know, it's like left, left oh. brain, right brain type of thing. So much so that later on, we she has a little chat with Sam that's like satisfaction versus efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got two things to say. First of all, when the SGC learns about these these kids and their ovarianism, their reaction kicks the shit out of the fucking prime directive. Mm. They're like, instead of like, oh, well, they're like, let's do something. And then another thought I had with Kalen and his whole, like, whatever, this is how we roll. Fuck you guys. As I'm like, you know, and then the SGC is talking about it. Like, well, this is how they all feel. So that's just what it is. I'm like, I bet there's some ovarians who have doubts about this process. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be some who are like protesters. How can there's no protesters? There's gotta be some that are like, let them be kids. Let them be kids. Stop killing our children or something. Well, we don't see any other adults besides Kalen. And I would imagine if he's talking to SG, uh, SG1, that he's sort of like the ambassador. 
You know what I'm saying? It's true. He's even a later, even later, we don't see. Oh, no. Oh, so yeah. Oh, so he's full of shit. <laughs> he doesn't represent anything. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. So he's an unreliable twat waffle. Great. I mean, he's definitely a twat waffle and probably unreliable as well. Well, he's probably unreliable to, unreliable to the people who think they should not be doing this to children because they're like, we have like the computer technology to not do this. We have nanotech. We can store so much information without using humans. Yeah. No. I, yeah. And yeah. I don't understand how <laughs> they would have advanced so much faster because basically the premise is that they advance so much faster than humanity because they had nanotech. But also the reason they have nanotech is because they advance so much faster than humanity. So I've got an Ouroboros going on here. Mm, this is okay. a snake eating its I own see. tail. This is not, this is what? It's typical. It's typical. Well, but yeah, Marin shows, shows them her drawings and she's like, she's like, yeah, I would have made them better, but I need a larger set of colored pencils for that. And like, I need paper, this exact amount of centimeters. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. Why? First of all, why is she using centimeters? She's on an American air force base. She, Cause they're like, pre, is she, she's pre Aztec. <laughs> is, she, is she using centimeters to make her sound like different? Like, Ooh, centimeters. I'm American. I don't even know what that means. Oh, well it could be the Canadian thing. Oh, it could be the Canadian thing. You're right. But yeah. And we, we learn, and yeah, O'Neill's like, y'all need to get some rest. And Marin's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to sleep. And Carter couldn't be more jealous of her. She actually says, okay, now I'm jealous. Yeah. This That's is, what I'm jealous of. This is Carter's wet dream. Like she's just never re- needing to sleep. So you can science all day and all night. <laughs> I mean, Carter's, Carter's almost like a cartoon in this episode. Like it's like, <laughs> But she, can I just say, like, Amanda Tapping is so fucking, like, funny and, like, kind of oh, adorable yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, no. like, she's a great cartoon in this episode. Well, uh, so Daniel and Teal roll back and they tell the rest of the SGC uh, what happens. They're like, yeah, these kids go through the ovarium and they basically become vegetables. So, yeah. Uh, what's going on and so yeah o'neill becomes the child savior o'neill is the savior complex guy and the daddy complex guy what that's new for him i mean like i feel like that came right out of nowhere like they need to like back up and do some character development on him that would make this make sense of 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 him and trying to save children that are or or whole surrogates peoples that are like maybe i don't know somehow beneath him in a childlike way <laughs> well yeah Marin's, from his perspective Marin's the new charlie so yeah so the, they have this thing so the SEC is thinking about keeping Marin uh from this fate and not taking right? her back which is why their reaction is so much better than the prime directive they're like this is some horse shit let's mm. get involved mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, Hammond's kind of like, you know, he's like, well, you, we, we made a pact, you know, we got to gotta do it. But uh, O'Neill's not having it. Carter agrees with O'Neill, mostly because she just wants Merritt around, probably. 
Yeah, uh, probably. She's like, can I adopt? I know that I didn't want Cassandra. So Frage took her, but can I adopt this one? <laughs> Cassandra had no knowledge of reactor science. Daniel goes back to uh, Orban and, uh, and, and uh, this is the scene where they, they make their cases to each other. I got to say, so at this moment, Tori, like when, <laughs> when Kalen's made his case about how their whole civilization is really depending on especially Marin's knowledge. Right. At this moment, do you think, and he calls Daniel misguided. Do you think he's correct in calling Daniel and the SGC misguided? Oh, do I think it's correct? Uh, in this mo- in this moment, when you hear what he has to say and Daniel folds a little bit, do you fold a little bit as a viewer? I understand the concept. I mean, I, I understand a folding, it. a folding a little bit. No, no I, one to hold I, them, I, no one to fold them. I, I understand the, the concept of like a civilization putting all their eggs in one basket over, yeah. over several many years. Do you think they would though? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, what if she caught COVID <laughs> or child, a tragic child cancer? I mean, they're humans, right? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Humans with nanites. Yeah. Nano Maybe then. I don't know what those nanos, those nanites do. I mean, I don't know, but the concept of a civilization putting all its eggs in one basket, I can understand. I mean, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Let's see how uh, computers in our pockets turns out in 20 or years. Or let's see, let's see what happens if we put um, people's, a whole bunch of different kinds of people's like civil liberties in uh, one branch of government's <laughs> basket and don't do anything with the other branches of government to make sure that those civil liberties can be maintained. I bet that works out. Speaking of putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, I got all my eggs are in a medical waste pile. Thank God. <laughs> Cheers. Do you know that for certain though? Oh, hilarious. Like somebody is like, let's save these. Let's save like three from each patient. And they're, ma- they're probably making what some, they're like, this person's so medically unhealthy. Let's. <laughs> Save three of her eggs. Uh, just relax. And we're not we're not gonna make a superhuman. What we're gonna do is make a super sick human that we can try to make chronically well. Well, but I mean, I suppose to, uh, to ultimately answer your question, like uh, I don't think Kalen's right because you know because Dan- Daniel's like speaking from the other side. He's like he's like we don't harm children. We do. We do. We so do. So anyway, I think that what has happened is because Kalen has put all of his eggs into one terrible basket. He's backed himself and all of us in a corner as well. Like he's made it. So like we all have, we're stuck with two really shitty choices, either, uh, basic like vegetableize this child, like basically really kill her as far as personality goes. Right. Or um, I guess the civilization, I mean, can't they just start over? Mm-hmm. So if you decide you don't want to kill this child and you don't want to cripple this civilization, well, then if those are both off the table, then you're stuck with inventing a new solution. Like, I don't know, school. <laughs> I mean, our school system. Okay. Listen to Kalen. Look at it from his perspective. <laughs> 
Listen, <laughs> what if it was our school system sans the Republican Party's uh, interference in our school system? Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, cause, um, Marin is all like, I learned how to teach. How come it's all at the end? I'm sorry, spoiler at the end. It's all, I learned how to color and play hopscotch. Yeah. Why isn't it? I learned how to teach. Oh, each one, well, teach one motherfucker. Like you all got that teach nanite. This right. show could be better. <laughs> I get, I get really mad at shows that could be better. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's an interesting take on the, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a play between the idea of like individualism and the collective. Like, cause that's, yeah, that's O'Neill's whole why, thing is that he's like, he's like, yeah, you, you're going to lose your individuality for like. The, the, sorry, but this is why one of my alternate titles was if Vulcans were even bigger dickheads. <laughs> about the collective versus individuals like if Vulcans were like let's harvest knowledge out of our children it seems like even they didn't need to do that yeah yeah, yeah. no no it's a blind swing at left field but uh this is where we've come this is where we're at and 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 not and it's also the thing it's like O'Neill's like uh, she's brainwashed she's brainwashed into this and it's like I mean I suppose that's a good word for it but at the same time it's just like that's I think that's a good word for it. I mean, that's what it is like. That's I mean, that's what it is. And, it, you know, of course, she's brainwashed. She's in one of those lives near the gate cults. <laughs> They've been hanging around the vertical water hole for too long. Apparently, well, it does fuck with you. Hammond was right. Uh oh. So moving on from this, do we want to get to the scene where Carter awkwardly declines to have the birds and the bees talk with Mary with Marin? What? I you don't have that, that? anywhere. No, I yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't have that anywhere in my notes. Oh no. So we go back to, you know, um shit. I don't remember the rest of the scene exactly, but so like Marin Carter's trying to play a little bit of Jack O'Neill with like talking to Marin about things she's missing out on. She's like, cause they're like trying to keep Marin and she's like, Marin, you're only 11. Like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't find out like half the stuff I find interesting about being alive. I didn't find out until after I was 15. 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then (laughs) Marin's, you know, Marin's like, what? And Carter's like, uh stuff nothing (laughs) really i don't know no i do remember that line and i was like oh prime time television i guess (laughs) is what i want to say driver's ed uh yeah yeah definitely not getting um felt up under the bleachers jesus christ uh no yeah 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 i guess you're right yeah they've given they've been given 48 hours to like keep her there by per Hammond's order, like, and she's not into it. So they have this conversation and, right. and, and back on Orban, K- uh, Kalen is pissed, you know, as, as of course he is. Right. Because like, can you imagine like, um, America is pretty fucked up and earth is pretty fucked up. And can you imagine a citizen of earth or America being like, well, we don't like what you're doing. So we're just going to like, what if say, a couple years in the future, um, so aliens were going to be like, so we understand that you're going to force this woman to 
give birth. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep her for 48 hours. She seems brainwashed into thinking that's her only option. So we're going to keep her for 48 hours and explain to her that this might ruin her fucking life. So I think that in that case, then, then America might be mad. Those 24 states might be mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, or according to Mitch McConnell, America. Yeah. I don't listen to what that turtle says. Yeah. That I, turtle with way too much power. I wish I hadn't heard it either. Anyway. So when we say this is a comfort podcast, it's more than just about the TV show. It's comforting in that we're all in whatever. If we're in the middle of a shit show, shit storm, nightmare uh, scenario, we're all in it together and we'll make little side jokes about it. As yeah, you've probably yeah, noticed, yeah. if this isn't your first episode. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll move on to talk about how upset we are when Daniel uncovers his hideous haircut. Well, no, no hang, hang on. Because this is the part where Kalen, this is where like the system is made, is shown in full relief. Because he's like, yeah, she's been like studying this stuff for like 10 years. If she doesn't come back, we're going to have, we're going to have missed out on her like master's program. Her PhD, mm. her thesis drafts, uh, all proverbially, her publishing. We all know that that's snail race, you know, we'll just have to do it all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that, yeah, that's the, that's the part of Kalen's thing that I don't, that I don't agree with. It's like, if you're so haphazard with your kids, who gives a I shit? I also don't under, I also don't understand it. Like where, where did she like learn all this because here's the thing they don't know what learning and teaching is yet their whole point of being alive is to learn shit that their nanites can absorb so that they can put into other people mm. so everybody can like learn this shit so but why they're like well, what's learning quick little scene with Marin and carter carter's built her shitty replica yeah carter's pissed she's yelling at her replica and Marin's and 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 Marin comes in and she's like help me like they want me to go they want me to stay here but I want to go back what should I she she actually asked she's like what should I do and Carter's like I, I don't know and she's like as a scientist I thought you'd understand yeah and that's when Carter's like but I mean I'm a do scientist but I've still started getting horny and you haven't even started getting horny yet yeah, I have so. this whole other side of my brain that I've developed yeah. throughout these years I mean I have this other side of not exactly my brain but parts of me oh <laughs> nonetheless so. well no I, I I like this scene Carter's like she starts asking questions but then she figures out the answer Carter figures it out for herself and Marin is pissed. She's like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just let me like give you the solution? And Carter's like, because it's funner this way. And she's like, fun. And she's like, satisfying. She's like, well, it's not as efficient. Which, I mean, that, I mean, that's that. I mean, that's that's the whole deal laid out right there, isn't it? I mean, that's I guess it is. Like, what's the point of efficiency if you're missing out on the whole human experience? I mean, I think that's Heather's Heather Ash's whole thing with this episode. Because the whole point of efficiency is so that you have more time for the human, the real, the rest of the human experience. Efficiency is not meant to supplant the human experience. It's meant to make more of it possible. Efficiency qua efficiency is pointless. Wait, that's bullshit, actually. The human experience is awesome and messy and efficiency is capitalism's gross baby. 
Oh, At least it's I it's mean, turned into it's turned into that. Yeah, I it, mean, it can be good. I I, I like efficiency. It's, it's become something like when it comes to like processes, like they're working on like coming to solutions. Efficiency has become like the en- the enemy of humanity. It's possible. It could it could be efficiency at its most logical conclusion can be kind of a kind of an asshole. A real buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> Efficiency needs to to age until at least fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't know what it's talking about. Yeah. Um, once it's fifteen, it's spot on. Well, uh, once it's hit fifteen, it doesn't give a shit anymore. It's got other things on its mind. It's worried about pimples and doing stuff, sexy stuff. So uh, O'Neill visits Hammond in his office, and Hammond's not alone. And this is the beginning of the scene I call insubordination station. A very dour Daniel and Kalen are, are hanging out. Because Daniel was moved by Kalen's. He bullshit. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was so moved that he took his fucking bandana oh. off and his gross haircut popped back out. <laughs> They're pretty much ready to send Mirren back. Ham- Hammond's given the order. Right. And she's like, Jack, before you even start, you should know I already have made the decision and she's going back. So yeah. even before you talk. So why was Jack even invited? Oh, I, it seemed like he just walked in. I thought he was told to go. Oh, maybe. Maybe he was told to go. He was told to go. And then he was like, whoa, there's more people in here. I thought it was just going to be you. Um, but look, O'Neill gives the most succinct conclusion to this entire entire thing. Permission to leave. I well, didn't even wait to have it granted. Never mind. The two of the best. The first thing he said, he just straight up, he's just like, the way you treat your children is absurd. Yeah. And then is like, I'll see myself out. Permission to myself. Thank you. Peace out. Love it. O'Neill's killing it. Except it's, he doesn't. He just looks at him. And he's like, permission to leave. And then just leaves before it's granted. But that's that's O'Neill, man. He's the, he's the he's firecracker. The, the, yeah, you know what? To be fair, he's retired twice. If they want to keep bringing him back, then they're going to have to just be like, he's different. Yeah, yeah. He's got different rules because we're the ones who keep asking him to be here. He was relaxing on his roof, looking at the stars when you yep. came back into his life. Mm-hmm. U.S. military. That was the second time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. Remember from the movie what he was the doing first, the first time. He was sitting in his dead son's room holding a gun. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but the second time, though, he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Although you could interpret you interpret Jack O'Neill looking at the stars as not really being okay. <laughs> oh, well, he's he was wearing a leather jacket. He was he was chill. Yeah, he uh, seemed he seemed all right. Well, no, yeah, he excuses himself, and so we cut quickly to Carter's office again, where her and Mirren start the reactor that they've made. Yeah, uh, which pisses Daddy Hammond off because I mean, it causes the whole thing, and he's like, "If you're gonna ever do another thing that has the word reactor, reactor in, in it, it, maybe like fucking tell us." <laughs> hey, props. Hammond's the only one who's like, I don't know. He seems to like he's doing pretty much what he needs to be doing. Yeah, because they she because they set off all the alarms. 
and got phone calls and uh sorry but, yeah, yeah. but in all the reactor chaos jack comes and and takes Marin out of the room and mm-hmm. sam's like that seems fine i trust jack he's my boss anyway so whatever well she's like busy right because she's on the phone she's like everything's good everything's fine sir oops the doodlies uh yeah and so then we get the elevator yeah to the top where jack is with Marin. And she, they're chatting and, and she's like, you don't have permission for this, do you? And I'm like, okay. So once again, let's get to the part where having nanites clearly doesn't make you like insightful or wise. No. So how did she, an 11 year old girl figured out that a 40 something year old man, maybe 50 something doesn't have permission to do something. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Well, now there's this whole th- thought of like, yeah, are they implanted with the nanites of everybody else as well? Or are they implanted with, like they would probably they would know what all the adults know, right? That's why they would have right. all this like sort of worldly wisdom about them. But then they would know what teaches. And also what happens after 15. And also satisfaction. I can't get Are you that. telling me this? Are you telling me are you telling me this girl has never been satisfied? <laughs> I oh my god oh my god oh my god Just oh my re- god Jesus Christ relax. I do not mean like that I mean like has never had a moment where she experienced like she finished a Lego set for example not her she doesn't play but something like that where she was like that was satisfying or she coaxed a cat out of a bush to come talk to her come let her pet her and she was like that was satisfying because it wasn't easy a satisfying situation yeah like I find it hard to believe that being loaded up with nan- nanites makes every second of your life easy. Well, you know, Jack has a plan. He, he has does. a plan. He has a plan that nobody at the base can figure out. He, everyone at the base is like, I guess they're on the run. I feel good. For, I I feel good for with myself though because I I wrote down they're going to go to a they're going to go to a park. Yeah, which they sort of do. I got a half they right. Do. Right, right. He doesn't bring a dog to her, but he mentions the dog later. (laughs) But yeah, but so no, yeah, this as as, per your 24 second summary, this really is the heart of the episode right here. Jack just rolls up to an elementary school (laughs) at recess, which he knows. He looks at his watch. He's like, recess is going to start in three, two, one children. Yeah. Somewhere in (laughs) uh, beautiful British Columbia suburbs. Yep. We're in there. And yeah, and the children start coming out. And then the teacher comes out and says, you know, we sure have missed you since Cassandra went to to on to middle school or junior high. Oh, okay. So I I thought that girl I, I was Cassandra with a perm. <laughs> but all those kids still knew who he was. It's all really weird. The first thing O'Neill does is he starts yelling Italian. Oh, that yeah, that was weird. What, what the hell he was that? Why do these kids know him? What well, is going he, on? What does he say? What it, I what don't he know. Has, it's like some restaurant shit. It's all food oriented. It's uh, a mama mia Italiano. What is, what is this picture into O'Neill's private it's, life? What is I this? I don't know. And the kids love that because they're like, oh, my God. O'Neal, O'Neal. Oh, O'Neal, it's O'Neill. We call him by his last name. You know, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, later on, one of them paints that what they're told to paint a picture of something you love. And one of them paints a picture of him. That's that. That's why I thought it was Cassandra. Right. And yet they 
But have, if it's not he hasn't Cassandra, been there for a while, they've missed him since like kids don't have a super long memory. Like they've <laughs> missed him since Cassandra went to junior high. Maybe she just is at her first year of junior high school. He's there every Wednesday and the teacher knows him. Like she's like, oh, hey, Jack, good to, good to, oh, that's good to right. see you. What she says is weirdo. we've missed Cassandra since she went to junior high. It's, Not we've missed you. It's like, oh, <laughs> Okay, you're right. Why do you okay, still here's keep coming thing. around? Why are you? She's like, she's like, he best volunteer at the school, and then he because he's got this big kid size hole in him. He volunteers at the school. I'm surprised he hasn't taken one of these kids home with him or something. So then he's like, um, I don't mean it like that, but then he like, so he's like, can she sit in on a class? She's visiting, and the teacher's like, mm, something weirds up. It's always something weird with you, but sure, we're doing art. And then I, in art class, some of the kids get easels and some of them have flat desks with construction paper. Some of them have easels with big, beautiful sheets of paper. Our educational system at work. And some of them have like, and they have tempura paints and some of them have crayons and a desk. Yeah. But they all have to paint something they love, even the kids that don't have paint. So this is crazy. So um, Marin paints a picture of the reactor Love that it. looks like it's done with colored pencil. I'm like, this bitch is incredible with yeah, tempura it, paints. It's you, amazing. We've all, we've all worked with tempura paints and you cannot do like gradient shading ombre like that. And, and technical drawings. Yeah. Incredilicious. Like how does she do it? And O'Neill's so like, Jack, no, not that. <laughs> he rips that sheet off and crumples it up like a monster. And tells her to paint something she loves. She doesn't love anything. No. Which is weird because obviously she has parents because Toman has parents. Doesn't she love her parents? So then she's like, maybe not because they're obviously monsters. They put her in this program. So anyways, O'Neill's like, paint the flowers that you liked on Sam's desk, Mm. the African violet. Mm -hmm. And African violets are purple. Sometimes this one is purple. And she's like... I can't do it because I don't have purple paint. And then Jack is like, make it red. And she's like, hey, dickhead, if you give me another cup, I can make purple paint because that I do know. And he's like, you know what, though? Don't make it red. Make it wrong. And I'm just like, you know, what if Marin is like autistic and Jack is being a serious asshole right now? Because I would have lost my fucking mind. We learned Jack's teaching method for neurodivergent children. <laughs> Shame. Brute forcing uh, whatever he thinks should be correct for art. <laughs> yeah. But, well, she does it. She does it. We, we cut to later where all the ki- other kids are gone, but they're still hanging out. She finishes. It's a little garden. Oh, we never talked about Carter's trying. <laughs> it keeps coming up. At the very beginning, Carter was like, draw something. She's like, I don't know how to draw. So Carter draws a picture, a picture of herself. It's a stick figure. She draws just a straight up stick figure. It's got a smiley face, no hair, no nothing. It's a, it's a straight ripoff of Cassandra's picture of her (gasps) from season one. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's kind of cute. Marin has, uh, has painted a garden and there's Carter in the corner. We'll stick figure Carter. And she says, this is a representation of Carter. Yeah. Because Carter had said, this is just a, a crude representation of me. And O'Neill's like, oh, this is, this is the best. This is great. And I don't know, like, look, spoiler alert. I mean, I, I, 
I wrote this at, right at this scene. I was like, hey, good subversion, O'Neill. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is good subversion. I like that. I like O'Neill. He is very subversive. In fact, the next scene is is he's back there and he's standing next to Hammond and he's in the gate room and Hammond's like, why are you here? And he's like, not to cause trouble. I'm just here to give Marin a, a big box of crayons, some product placement for Crayola. But I am like, how is O'Neill not in the stockade or whatever the Air Force calls jail? I, f- I just don't believe he wouldn't go there for a second. Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem to be reprimanded in any way in this scene. Well, O'Neill's brought her back. So they're there and they're ready to take her across. He gives her the crayons and he's like, all right, go. Him and Hammond have a, have a little thing where Hammond's like, yeah, I should just court martial you. And O'Neill's like, he, he, you know, he fucking fonzies it up and he's like, yeah, do it. He's like, you, yeah, you know what? I'm retired. I taught, I taught that girl how to have fun. So, and feel something. So if you want to punish me for that, go ahead. Then Hammond's like, Oh, I'm such a turd for even bringing it up. He's all over. His, I'm the worst. And so they just let it, he just lets it go as if he's the only one who would have any say in taking him into custody. But Well, yeah, they, uh, they, they take her through. The next scene has to be a little bit later, like a fair bound and bit of later because the gang's just hanging out. They get a transmission from Orban and Kalen has something to say to them. And so they're like, well, I guess we better go through. But he won't tell them why. So for the first time ever, they go through the gate with their guns ready. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to this super non-threatening society as if Hammond would send them in. So like, I'm not going to tell you it's an ambush. It's so dumb and weird or just weird. No, it was weird. It was weird. And what happens when they get there? Well, Kalen's super excited. He's like, I got to show you something. And uh, yeah, he takes him to like this hallway and all the kids, all the Eurons are playing, playing hopscotch. Uh, they're, they're, they're throwing balls at each other. Uh, they're, painting. they're all nonverbal. They're all nonverbal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're just kind of laughing and just chittering. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. Wow. Oh, look, everything's been switched. And Kalen, here's what I want to know, because Kalen is jazzed as fuck. He's like, look, 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 look. We all learn fun. But here's the thing. Why does he think this is great? This is hugely he's an adult and this is hugely disruptive. (laughs) Yes. Do you know how much resources it takes to take care of kids who are playing and learning versus kids who are just like vegetating in a room? No, I thought the same thing. And he's a politician. There's no way he'd be stoked about this. Yeah. No. He'd be like, this is a situation that feels out of control and different to me. That's what I thought was going to happen. He was going to invite them back and be like, what the fuck? What What the hell is going on? You look at the mess. But then I was like, why isn't he hopscotching? He also has never hopscotch. And he also got the hopscotch nanite. Kalen does. He's got the bug a little bit because he shows a drawing that he made. Oh, that's right. It's a stick figure. It and looks just like the one of Sam, figure. but it's of himself. And I was like, so st- it's like, it's me. It's for you. I did this. For, I drew this for you. She, I'm a child. Carter is their God now. Listen, but he thought that was a picture of himself. So I guess he was being <laughs> God's image. Listen, how did those fucking kids 
who can't get nanites. Those kids, maybe those were regular kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe they weren't ooze, ooze gobs or whatever. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Ooze gobs. <laughs> But I, I felt good. I felt good with myself because I was like, all right, yeah, I called it. O'Neill's subversion worked. He subverted you, a bit of you he, did. he subverted the fun nanite into the populace. But, but how? Oh, because God. those are supposed to be ooze gobs. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I really sincerely cannot remember what they're called. So anyway, I said, ah, Jack has made a whole planet or a small cult that lives by the gate happy. <laughs> And then he goes over, he finds Marin. Marin. See, you got me calling her Marin. He finds Marin and she is like just like aggressively scribbling on the wall, like not even trying to draw things, just yeah. trying to make the wall red. Yeah. And so he draws a face and she scribbles that out and is like, ha ha. Ha ha. He's like, Yeah, that was dumb. And then he starts drawing a dog, a purple dog. Yeah. Purple. Ha ha. But they're using all the crayons. Uh, they're using the crayons. That I mean, you, I mean, I imagine those crayons didn't last very. Couldn't have lasted very long with that. No, many kids, so this right? has to be. So this has to be immediate. This isn't like a year later. <laughs> immediately after that crayon box could not have lasted more than a week. With all also, those he children. got her. He got her the big box. There's no way he's using a crayon called purple. <laughs> all those colors have wild names. Fuchsia, it's like great. Yeah, it's like nail polish and lipstick names. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, I will say I like Jack for liking dogs because he's like, have you ever met a dog? Dogs are my favorite people. Okay. I did like a uh, uh, Tilk also gets to have one last little scene with uh, Toman. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I thought was very heartfelt. You just got to talk to him a little bit, you know, because Toman didn't have to sit in that room anymore, you know, and he's like slightly there and. Toman grabs, you know, like kind of brushes his like a uh, tattoo on his forehead a little bit. It's just nice, you know? Yeah. I said, oh, that was sweet. Yeah. And, and that's and, the end. Well, oh, wait. Well, no, that is the end. I, I just at the end, my last note is the humanities will out. The humanities Fuck the sciences. Yeah. The science doesn't make you better, smarter. I have. It's all, it's I, all about balance, baby. Look, I got two words, Ben motherfucking Carson. <laughs> and I could come up with more, but that's the one that's on my mind. Also, if engineers are scientists, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on dates with someone. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so much smarter than you. But you think you're so much smarter than me. This is painful. All right. Hey, Tori. Uh, hey. Were you comforted? Um. Uh, but this episode, yes, I was. Yes, I was. I actually really enjoyed watching this episode. I, I really like the concept. I like the the argument of ideas in terms of like how we attain knowledge, how we educate ourselves. I I like the uh the the far sides of the spectrum yelling at each other in that oh, regard. Oh yeah, we don't get enough of that. So it's really comforting to see it on television. I understand. Well, I- I was I was comforted. I was comforted by it. And I thought there was great acting moment. I thought there was some really nice moments at times. Oh, there was. Oh my God. Especially like even actually um Daniel 
Daniel Jackson. I mean, especially Teal and especially Amanda Tapping. And it's, yeah. And, o- and then O'Neal also, as well. And, uh, then Michael Shanks also. Yeah. I, I just I, I just think everyone was doing their thing. And I pretty I, good kid really actors, too. Oh, pretty yeah. Good kid actors. Whoever played yeah. Marin, I should look that up. Like and Toman. Oh, yeah. No, they were they were really good. And unnamed unnamed girl <laughs> that I think was named, but I didn't write it down. Even that ginger kid. Good job. Looking creepy as hell. Um, so was I comforted by this episode? Good question. Oh, um, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore, Tori. There's been so many ideas and input and drink in my two drinks I've had since I knew I wrote ish, ish. even hours ago when I was watching it. I mean, that's fine. That's your first ish. So that's our first ish. That's cool. So I can be ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just going to say no. Oh, okay. But I was, the reason I put ish was because it was like, I enjoyed that. It was like a Star trek episode, but without the annoying prime directive, but somehow with the prime directive, it always works out better. So I'm confused. So no, I don't like to be confused. Star Trek. Not did com- that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not comforted. Okay. Hey, Tori. Yeah. When you were watching this, we were like, fuck yeah, I'd like to be that person. That's my yay as far as I'd like to be them. And oh my God, no, I'm so glad I'm not them. That's my nay. And yeah, either way, that's my meh uh, or my may. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And I also have uh, Garrett's yeah, nay and meh as well. Oh, I'll sweet. Put down. Uh, my yeah is Carter. As All I right. said before, she's having a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, she gets a little weirded out with the whole uh, brain sucking of the children. But that's yeah. why she's like, she's like, win-win if Marin can stay. Yeah, she's not really even, she doesn't somehow even get involved. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Carter's my yay. Uh, G-Man's was the first boy or the, the first child, uh, which was Zoltan or something. Yeah. And, and Garrett's the one who got out, out of the episode early. Out of the- <laughs> That sounds like a, an answer I would make. That's very good. But I didn't. I Since we're just going to do all the yays yeah. at one time, mine yeah. was also Carter. Nice. Carter, same. She was, she was solving shit, having the most fun. She figured, she got satisfaction figuring out a reactor. That's amazing. And, and I like how they explain that, oh, the reason we don't suddenly all have Naquita power is because we're out of Naquita. We used it all to test the reactor. Okay, sure. They used all their Naquita? Yeah, they only had a little bit. So, Carter, do we want to do Mez or Nez? Uh, let's do Nez next. Okay, all right. Uh, you you go first, sir. This is the first. Mine is the people who have to give the nanites. But my, to be fair, my Mez was people who get the nanites. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes my Nan make more sense. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Garrett's nah was Toman, and his re- and his reason was his dad is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Garrett doing such a better job than us? I, he's hanging with Shit. he's hanging with millennials. That's probably why. Shit, we're gonna have to. Wait, up he our is game. a millennial. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to up our Gen X bullshit Relax. next week. <laughs> uh, no, my nay is good too. My nay is the custodians on Orban post 
Marin ovarium. I was thinking all the chalk from the hopscotch oh. and all the <laughs> yeah, I thought crayons. about that too. They're writing right on the walls. What? Yeah, they're writing but... right on Daniel's archaeological dig. This is fucked. Uh, my met is Cassandra because <laughs> I thought she was in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but even if she isn't, even if she, she isn't, was meant, hey, my net would be Cassandra because she's in junior high for the first year. Okay, all right. Well, well, <laughs> well, my whole reasoning was like, okay, if yeah, wherever she was at when she when she was in grade school, she's getting visited by Uncle O'Neill. Oh, that's nice to be visited by somebody, mm-hmm. not her mother, no. her her mother, Frage. Frage or Carter, who she right. actually considers her mother. You know, so yeah, a little I bit. Know, of I feel like Carter never sees her. Carter has to ask Frazier how Cassandra's doing. Jack actually would know because he was going to her school and volunteering. Apparently. Day. Yeah. Uh, Jack is Jack is secretly amazing. Oh, well, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's killing it. Uh uh Garrett's meh was Teal'c. <laughs> and his re- no, you're gonna love this. His reasoning okay. is that Teal he didn't really say anything this whole episode. <laughs> he said the most important thing. Well, and I was like, Garrett, I, I don't mean- love it. Oh well, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I was like, well, I mean, this is kind of his mo, and he's like, really, and so that made me think. Garrett's probably looking at it from a view of the later seasons or possibly Teal'c if Christopher Judge is doing more. Oh, he does do and talk more. That is true. Yeah. But I still think he was killer in this episode as an actor, but also the character is the one who was like the fuck without him. They wouldn't have even found out any of this was going on. He made the whole episode possible with his giving a shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, but I think that that was funny because because Garrett was like, he didn't even say anything. He didn't even do anything. What is th- what is this like early series season bullshit? I agree with you him. They I'm don't saying? give him enough, but he did everything in this episode. Well, no, yeah, no, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I guess that's uh, season uh, three, episode five. But what we got so, for next week, Sarah? We have season three, episode six which aired July 30th, 1999. Uh, it is called Point of View. Do I love, I think I love this episode. Let me see. Uh, alternate reality versions of Kowalski and Carter are caught at Area 51 after coming through the quantum mirror. Oh, shit. This sounds amazing. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Cool. Multiverse. I, fuck. I mean, I'm into it. It's cool. It's just a lot. Well, great. Great. Love it. All right. Love it. Oh, oh, uh, Comtria. Comtria. All right. Comtria. If you stuck around this long, then you are entitled to one segment of Get to to Know know Your Hosts. hosts. Tori, are you ready for the potentially creepy question, but maybe fine question of the week? Hit me. All right. Oh, this one's nice. Describe something that's exciting in your life right now. 
Oh, something is setting my life right now. Oh, it's nice. That's uh, nice. My music stuff's pretty exciting right now. Oh, really? Say more. I just I just been uh I've been I've been writing a lot of stuff. Uh I've been practicing a lot. Uh some of my my best friends are in my practice space now and and uh we've gotten together a couple of times. Creative inspiration that's happening right now and so uh it's exciting. That's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Uh, what about you, Sarah? What's going on? What is exciting at this well, point in time? Is you know what? Century Ballroom in Capitol Hill, where Oddfellows used to be, or not Oddfellows, but what's Freehold, where the, in Oddfellows Hall, where Freehold Theater used to be for a long time, it's been Century Ballroom. And um, I got to go the other week to. Thursday night, they had a night where they were teaching the hustle. And for the first time since the whole pandemic started, uh, we got to go and take a dance lesson. There was lots of hand sanitizer and there were masks. And uh, I like the hustle. It's really cool. I'd like to take a whole class on it. Um, but I'd like to go a few more times. Anyway, it was really fun. It was just fun to be in that space. That's really familiar and really a place, like a really safe place for people to be like weird and cool and just to like move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you live in Capitol Hill. So, you know, I don't, I live in Queen Anne. So just to even be on Capitol Hill walking around, you know, to and from my car and to places was really fun. Nice. Nice. It was, it was invigorating. No, that sounds lovely. But the, just the opportunity, just opportunity to do things and see people is exciting to me right now. Did you, did you notice at all, like what I've noticed post pandemic in like the two things that I've done in like masses of people is like people like sort of like regaining their body memory, like the, of like how to dodge yes. crowds. Yes. And that people are like rusty at it. I know that I can't remember how I know this, but I know that I've noticed I'm rusty at at the whole dodging other people on the street. <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed other people are also rusty at it. And what's the most scary to me is I feel like we're all that way in our cars too. Mm. Oh, so driving well. is driving is terrifying, right? <laughs> driving has been terrifying for the last year. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause there were people who had to drive the whole time. And those people started driving like, um, no one else like was on were, the road. <laughs> yeah. People were driving like it was post-apocalyptic times. And then when other cars started getting back out on the road, they were like, I'm going to keep driving this way. That was probably the most terrifying time to drive. <laughs> yeah. But oh hopefully God. we are. Hopefully, you know, you said post um, pandemic. Let's hope so. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, Tori. Yeah. Uh, did you know that people can email us at our email address, which is verticalwateringhole at gmail.com? Oh, I mean, I did know that. And did you know that no one has yet? You could be the first, not Tori, but like you. I mean, you I might, know. I might as well. You, you well. out there listening <laughs> to be the first real person 
to use to email us at our email address. I should just, just do it right now. Nope. Fucking thank you for listening to us. Thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Holy Hannah. Holy Hannah. Bye. See ya.